0: To the Midas Touches. I'm your host, Chris Tusa, and this is
1: Charlie Bradford.
0: Welcome back to the Midas Touches, and what an episode we have for you guys today what an episode last week was when we were well last episode we recorded which was in 2022 happy new year happy christmas um what a boxing day it was what a christmas it was what a new year's day it was even though we didn't do an
1: episode how are you feeling going into this new year uh well, it, 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 as as followers of our social media, will will probably know, I've had a bit of a slow start to 2023. Uh, been quite ill recently, um, <clears throat> which is which has put me on the back foot. But uh, oh yeah, we're ready to go go strong. Uh, I'm on the mend. Uh, you'll be pleased to hear. So exciting uh, times ahead, certainly, um, starting with uh, with the racing this weekend. But yeah the The boxing day stuff was was really things of things of dreams really it was uh it was a truly amazing day I was there um at Kempton uh for 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 the big one for the King George and I was there with all my family they they asked me on the day charlie, can you give us the tips? obviously it always makes me nervous that but I was like, look, listen to the podcast on the way there you won't regret it and guess what yeah we were there for four races i gave them four winners it was was
0: it it was pretty much pitch perfect Uh, and to top it off samua winning out in ireland as well uh it it really
1: couldn't have gone much better i I didn't i didn't get them on that to be fair yeah well that was one for the D Gens. yeah my my sort of like 14 year old cousin probably wasn't gonna go into the william hill not that my 14 year old cousin was betting anyway
0: you'd be surprised what 14 year olds are doing this these days, at that age, um, it was it was incredible. Those runners were Time Hill, which we tipped at thirteen to two. Paisley Park was tipped up at five to one. Brave Man's Game, mm-hmm. I think, sort of th- three to one, eleven to four was tipped up, and then obviously yeah. Constitution Hill was one to seven. Um, <laughs> and then, well, the, and then Frodon hit the hit
1: the frame. Frodon hit
0: hit the frame at twenties. Mm-hmm. And and Samoa uh, out in Ireland seven to two win. It was really uh, awesome. And for those of you who did follow, well done. You know, it's it's no easy feat to win on a big day like that. So. You know, you can give yourself a, a good pat on the back.
1: Mm. Um, well, sorry, while we're on the topic of Christmas, I just want to bring up really quickly, because we haven't um, done an episode since this has happened. But uh, your trip to Africa uh, and <laughs> what looked like it had to be your first time on a horse. Because <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> for those of you that haven't seen the video, you gotta got to see it. It's on, our, it's on our Instagram, I think. Yeah. Um, Tris riding for for what looks like the first time uh, is genuinely one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my
0: life. I think it was like the third time. It's really bad having a, you know, a horse racing podcast, but (laughs) it's the love of the game. It's the love of the betting. It's the love of the horse racing analysis and the horses themselves. Mm. Just, so happened that I haven't really had time to properly go for it. Mm. Uh (laughs) I think both
1: of our resolutions for twenty twenty three because I I can't ride either so I think we should we should both try and try and be able to ride by It's so difficult
0: and I had really, really sore um (laughs) yeah. You get the idea afterwards. (laughs) There's a lot of bouncing going on. Um it was yeah, it was amazing though. Good to be back in England uh and excited for a big year, Mm. including uh the big event in march which yes. we've announced this week yes. on our instagram we are doing a live chat and preview in london and you're all invited although make sure you get your ticket before they sell out they have been selling nicely uh and we are yeah i can't wait jess stafford we've announced as our first guest still yet to announce another one a year on from starting the podcast
1: and we've we're doing a live event how does that make you feel huge honestly i think it was well i think it was a natural progression i think it was something we always had in our plan to do um but the fact that we've a- been able to sort of bring it all together now uh, and feel we're at a stage in our growth where, we- where we're ready for this is a really exciting time. Um I can't wait to do it. I'm going to be a bit nervous before Are um, you? obviously, but <laughs> yeah, I will be. Uh, as well. Yeah, but but like it'll be a great experience and and we want to share it with you guys. So yeah, as Trish says, get your tickets. We've got the we've got the link on on our on our socials, so it's easy enough to get one. Um or oh, the 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 profits will go to a good, uh, two good causes in fact racing welfare and the Juliet Garmore foundation um please do look those up if you want a bit more information on either of those uh and yeah it's going to be it's going to be a really great evening so hugely exciting can't wait for that one got to start doing my prep already cuz I'm a bit nervous
0: yeah it's going to be good it's going to be a great Cheltenham festival um digging in on the racing Really weird news hitting the racing world this week. Davy Russell comes out of retirement, what, only probably a month after retiring?
1: <laughs> he, he must be pretty bored, right? Just at home doing nothing. Uh, yeah, I saw the news, stepped in for Jack Kennedy. Um, so this is possibly a temporary thing. I haven't actually read too much into it, but um, he's back. And yeah, weird one. Maybe he just, just couldn't, couldn't take it being out of the game. But, uh, you know, he's a good jockey, so... Glad to have him back right
0: it's interesting as well because i remember a few years ago when jack kennedy was kind of being touted as um Gigginstown's number one davy he, he got injured he had a broken leg i think jack kennedy as he has again i think um and davy came in and rode all those winners at cheltenham so you know maybe we'll see a similar thing happens who knows but it's great to see him back in the saddle he's a you know he's one of the few stars in uh, jumps racing and to have him back on the stage is is always a positive yes yes it is um let's dig into the racing this weekend some it's quite actually you know quite good racing i think we've mm. we've got warwick we've got uh kempton the lanzarote and the
1: sylvan york Sylvagnar- co conti (laughs) chase sorry a bit of a tongue twister there uh you've said it so easily throughout the day but (laughs) somehow you stumbled at the crucial moment
0: um warwick uh you know a couple of of grade twos up there as well and then obviously because we are the flat racing degens that we are uh we've managed to pick out the class two where i think i've got quite a strong selection why don't we start at warwick given that we've got a couple of grade twos there the 150 is the first of the grade twos a four runner field headed at the moment by complete unknown trained by paul nichols six to five Gallia de lito uh, dan skelton five to two the goffer is an irish raider for gordon Elliott at seven to two gentlemen at arms 12s so for Stuart Edmonds who's in great form at the moment um strong opinions here uh
1: not massively strong I think that sort of uh, is in part due to the fact that this is a, a forerunner field so quite difficult to judge a novice's chase or on that um one thing I would note and I think it's something we spoke about before and, and something you're definitely really keen to look at at the moment at least and and, and I know for a long time as well but um that that sort of recent trainer form and um you've got two guys was it's really the case of two trainers in good form and two trainers in bad form isn't it so you've got Nichols who's flying which is obviously the norm at this time of year like he does really really well around around Christmas period um and then you've got as you mentioned there Stuart Edmonds who's also in good form with with the with the outside of the field um I mean I think complete unknown is probably the likeliest winner uh but is pretty short in the betting um yeah i mean it's probably going to be a leave for me just for the fact that it's a forerunner novice chase but uh if you've got a good good angle in I'm, I'm I'm all ears
0: yeah i mean to be honest when i was looking through it i think um skelton's runners are in weird form you know had a sort of nine day gap between the first and the 10th having runners and and you know has only had sort of one from their last 26 runs so uh difficult to assess that one these horses yeah. three of them ran against each other uh on the 20th of April 2022 complete unknown finished ahead of Galea delito, the goffer back and forth Marlon Mission was the winner on that day so that's quite interesting mm. um so you think you know where does gentleman arms fit in in this uh, and Gentleman-at-Arms actually finished quite a long way behind Complete Unknown at, at Haydock. I wouldn't really be having a bet in this, but I think Complete Unknown is probably the most likely winner, and we see him at the front of the market
1: accordingly. Yeah, yeah. just thinking about it as well, actually, Gale Delito, I remember on, on Boxing Day, getting punted really hard at Kempton. Um, that was the race that Time Hill won. Yeah. There was a lot of money for that horse. It's looking to go the other way, actually, at the moment. I see 15-8 to eight out to 5-2, to two, so... Market's going the other way for this one. But uh but yeah, what one one to note. But again, I think yeah, we're not we're not too strong on this race essentially, are we?
0: No. Uh the two twenty-five is the uh next grade two on the card at Warwick. Ginny's Destiny currently uh co-favourite with Grey Dawning and Knowlesley Road for Paul Nichols, Snake Roll, Lucinda Russell nine to two, sevens, moonhunter tens, and Mexico eighteens. Interesting uh field here. Potentially a couple of angles in. Thought Snake rolls form behind Tahimuris was worth mentioning given that Tahimuris went and won the grade one Tollworth hurdle at Sandown last weekend. Um but not really a strong opinion for me. Uh what about you?
1: Yeah, I mean I think I may have found a bit of value in this field, to be honest, because You've got uh, Ginny's Destiny here as, as co-favorite, as you mentioned, around seven to two. Um, now, this horse is a course and distance winner, having won last time at Warwick, beating uh, beating Mexico in second. Now, uh, on the bare form of that run, I guess there's not much to suggest that Mexico would overturn the form of Ginny's Destiny. Um, but it is worth noting that Mexico had finished in front of that horse um, the race prior at a race uh, a hurdle race at Aintree, so um, has got the better of this horse previously. Uh, and then Mexico has also gone on to win uh, another race since, so is is clearly improving. Um, and I would say also obviously. Tom Lacey is is not in the best of form at the moment. Uh, I mean, I know he's he's running a few longer shots at the moment. Not not necessarily the most fancied runners, but he hasn't had a, a winner in the last fourteen days. And Stuart Edmonds, by contrast, uh, we, we've already mentioned him on the podcast already. But he's uh, he's going really well, striking at around thirty three percent last fourteen days. So his horses are in good form and. This one's 18 to 1 compared to Jenny's Destiny's um, 7 to 2. I'd be willing to take that as a bit of value, really.
0: Yeah, it's a classic one. It's, it, I remember back in, the, back in September, for Angel was a, a very similar kind of logic behind the bet. So, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be behind that with you as well. Let's move on to the 3 o'clock at Warwick, which is the Wiggly Group Classic Handicap Chase Long-distance three miles and five furlongs. Heavy ground is really, really going to make these horses feel pretty tired.
1: First bet is how many of these horses actually finish, I think, is one question you've got to ask.
0: I know. I can't have imagined too many. Um, As I was going through, I managed to rule out a few from the field, but it's difficult as well when you have horses uh, from the stable of Willie Mullins coming over from Ireland. Mr. Incredible is that horse which heads the market unsurprisingly at 11 to 2. Three under three five is at sixes. Grumpy Charlie's at eight alongside Guetapan Pan uh, I will do it first run since the glory in the Welsh National in 2021, which was a long time ago, is at nines alongside Lord de Maynil, Nesta Park and Not A Chance. Commodore 16s, Dingo Dollar 20s alongside Fortescue, Volcano, Grand Mogul and Would You Be Well are around the 25 to 1 mark. Um, Do you want to go first here or do you want me to just talk about
1: it? Um, I will let you talk about it because I really like the angle you picked out uh, though I may mention one just at the end. So, yeah, take it away.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, going through this obviously a lot of the market attention is going to come to the willie mullins one which means that i want to look elsewhere because i think you're more likely to get a bigger price on something else than you would usually just going through the field i mean i'm not even going to beat around the bush here because we've got a few races left but i think not a chance has a great chance here for alan king won this race back in uh 2021 off 139 comes in here off 130 which for the mathematicians amongst us is nine pounds lower uh, than that winning mark so should have a bit of weight in hand also taking the same route having at uh, that time run at bangor on d uh, a, a nice victory uh In the lead up, this time not victorious, but not beaten too far. Fourth uh, out of 12 behind Lemilos, only 16 lengths. Dropped another two pounds for that. And we're starting to get into a nice, nice kind of range for this one. Alan King has been in the winners recently. Uh, Tom Cannon as well. Alan King trading it at 17%. I think the heavy ground is going to be really interesting not a chance won this race back in 2021 on soft ground, uh, has also got form on heavy. So, yeah, I think the course and distance form, previous winner, £9 lower, still only a nine-year-old, it really points towards a bit of value at nine to one.
1: Yeah, I really like the rationale you brought out for that one. Um, So very happy to side with you on that one. I would give an honourable mention to, to Dingo Dollar as well. Uh, the old boy at eleven years old. Um, I mean, this one's proven at the marathon distances. Was even a close second in the in the Scottish National back in twenty twenty one. The seven pound claimer means he's comfortably below his last winning mark. Um, and Sandy Thompson's flying at the moment. Forty seven percent strike rate at the last fourteen days. Um, so he, for, the yard couldn't be in better form. Um, you you may question his age, at eleven years old. Is he still going to do it? But um, the, these uh, older horses do tend to thrive at uh, the longer distances um, or, or sort of the, the horse that competes over longer distances can be a bit older, really. Um, I mean, you look at the sort of the Grand National, um, there have been five winners. I looked back, there have been five winners um, of 10 years old and over since 2010. So, you know, it, it's fairly frequent that these things happen. Um, and, yeah, I, I think... Maybe a slightly inconsistent horse, but but uh, would be a nice winner at the ripe old age of eleven. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. for but for the most part, I I really I really liked your uh, your tip in this one. Not a chance. Let's see if he can get it done
0: for the king that is Alan King. Uh, let's pop down the A one uh, around the M twenty five to Kempton, where the two hundred five we have the Sylvan Sylvanian Conti Chase. Two miles and four furlongs will meet this field of six, which is currently headed by Pickdorhe. Six to four for Paul Nicholls. Fergal O'Brien has Paint the Dream five to two. St. Calvados, 11 to two. Another one for Paul Nicholls and the chin that is David Maxwell. Uh, Angel's Breath, Sam Thomas, 12 to one. Cool Cody, favorite of yours, 14s. And 16 to one, Clondor Castle for the... uh, I guess you could say out of form Tom George is 16th. So Sylvan Conti Chase, Kempton, we're back at the scene of our heroics on Boxing Day. Are you going to find
1: us another winner in here? <laughs> it's annoying because um I don't I don't really have an angle in this one, I don't think. Um I mean, you you know I have a, a a big soft spot for, uh, Johnny De La <laughs> Always. So, so you might be surprised I'm not tipping up Pick Dory. <laughs> I, of, I often tip up Pick Dory, so yeah. you would be really surprised I'm not not tipping this one up today. But, um, at a short price, I wouldn't have him. I mean, he's, he's actually quite good now. Like, th- those last two wins, um, are pretty impressive, especially the last time against Miller's Bank, um, uh, the Peterborough Chase win. Um, I, I think that was impressive. So, It'd be no surprise seeing him, win. but um, I thought one of of real interest was uh, Angel's Breath, if more for the fact that he's he's coming here, um, <coughs> having not run since two thousand and nineteen, um, but but he was uh an unbeaten novice chaser, and has some good form in the book, but God, I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not going to put up a horse who's had a, you know, a thousand plus days layoff. Like it's just, you know, yeah. not, not going to happen is it? So it, uh, yeah, it's a leave race for me, but yeah. Well, what do you think dress?
0: It, well, it's difficult. I think a lot of money is going to come for pick Dohi. um, paint the dream was actually one that I liked when just, when we kind of started out this podcast, I remember tipping him up at quite a big price. So nice to see him at the forefront of the market in a grade two. Saint Calvados was one I thought was interesting. Um, clearly, a really good performance in the uh, the King George back in 2021 at this uh, this track. Clearly, I think we will probably be-, be better for that that match up against Cool Cody, um, which clearly a two runner race was going to get pretty tactical. It did, and David sadly wasn't on the right side of the tactics that day. I'd probably be siding for him. Um, given the the form of Paul Nichols. Although, with all due respect, mm. um, David Maxwell hasn't had a winner for 40 days and I don't necessarily have full confidence. So I won't be having a bet in this race, to be honest, and I'm quite happy to watch it. I'd be very happy if St. Calvados won and I will be cheering home David Maxwell here.
1: Mm. And, and yeah, I don't know. I really don't mean to, to disparage David Maxwell, but it, you know, it, it says a lot when... A, a two to seven shot gets beaten in a two runner race. Um, you know, that, that really more or less just boils down to tactics, doesn't it? Um, and, and, you know, the jockey's got that wrong. Um, yeah. Uh, and so it, it is that, you know, slight inexperience that he has against s- some of his rivals that, that maybe doesn't stand him in such good stead, but, you know, St. Carados is a good horse. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, and I do absolutely love what David Maxwell does do for horse racing because he does always get a big cheer when he goes around. Yeah, yeah no,
1: don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, he, he's done some great stuff and he's a great supporter of, of the game. So, yeah. yes, well done to him. Thank you. Uh,
0: let's move on then to the Lanzarote, which is uh, a huge field handicap. Um, Green Glory is currently the, uh, the ammunition for Charles Burns who landed the um cesaro which handicapped back uh in i guess september uh five to one outlaw peter paul nichols sixes dubrovnik harry for harry fry eight to one west balboa nines pretty Tonner air 12s harbor lake 14s alongside Hermes boy cobbler's dream 16s kinter domar 18s alongside scarface campron 20s alongside Rath knee and Red Risk, 50 ball, 25s alongside Staghorn. Mark of Gold, 28s alongside Pentland Hills, the Cheltenham champion from yesteryear. And up for Parole, Wizkid, 28s as well. And Shantou Express brings up the rear at 50-1. to 1. I think we... <laughs> I think, weirdly, somehow we've landed on the same horse here, which tends to end up with quite a good result without putting any more pressure on us Um I'll let you take it away because you were the person who enlightened me on it oh. and then after about half an hour of looking through the race myself I realised that I actually liked the
1: the, the same horse yeah, so I'm sorry for wasting that time. No no it's all good I was getting really sleepy but like yeah anyway sorry Um yes the one the one I landed on here and I thought quite quickly but um that that was Kinter Dumar, uh, for for Ben Pauling with, with Keelan Woods on board. Um <clears throat> I I thought this was really of interest, uh mainly for me to do with his third in the race last year when challenging. Uh oh sorry, <laughs> he wasn't third, but he was third going to the last fence when he fell. Um and or last hurdle rather when when he fell. And uh he's he's off the same mark uh as as he was last year here um and yeah th- that sort of seemingly hasn't been factored into his price that you know barring a mistake at, at the last and i know obviously that's a, a, a big thing really but um you know he, he he would have finished in the places here um he is clearly in in good form this season um was a winner last time out beating a horse called irish hill who's since gone up 12 pounds in the ratings um after finishing second behind uh, Kinter Dumas at Fontwell. Um, and the Ben Pooling yard is obviously going very well. Um, they, they've moved to a new yard this year, and it seems to have, have done the world of good. His horses are, are flying. Um, so I think this one, coming in here off the same mark as last year uh, and at a price of around 18 to 1, I, I really like this one as as a good bit of value. Um and I think I think he should go well for, for the Pauling team.
0: Yeah, I've absolutely loved watching Ben Pauling uh do very well this season. Densworth was a nice winner last weekend for some friends of ours, so it's yeah, it's great to see them have success. And I know that if they have success at, at the Cheltenham Festival, they'll be having a very good party. Best of luck to connections. Let's hope Kinta Domar does prove to be value for our selection there. Let's move away from Kempton now and to our <laughs> final race on the weekend. Save the is best till last, mate. <laughs> the 145
1: at Lingfield. Do you want me to read out the odds? Because that, you're going to give the tip.
0: That would be ideal.
1: So this is the 145 at Lingfield on the Saturday. Uh head of the market we've got Silky Wilkie eleven to four. Then Tiger Bay four to one for uh, Midland Park also. Uh Street Kid five to one, Tolstoy sixes, River Pride fifteen to two alongside Tad Reeb. Uh eight to one, Anaf, Lekinto twelve to one, and the Ruffy of the Field, Ventura Tormentor at fifty to one. So Tris. Take it away. Who's the selection here?
0: Well, it's really interesting. Silky Wilkie and Tigger Bay did run against each other last time. Uh, Tigger Bay was victorious that day, but Silky Wilkie was drawn very wide. So it's difficult to really split them. I'd probably be with Silky Wilkie there uh, now with uh, not such a wide draw. However, I'm still looking to take these guys on few out-of-form trainers so i think we can kind of look away from um richard hannon george bowie uh Stuart williams all not in brilliant form and my eyes were then kind of drawn to the uh the sort of rail side um draws my eyes were drawn to the rail side draw yeah that does make sense and um i landed upon street kid for kevin Philip Hart De Hoy, who I remember last year, I picked a horse trained by that same trainer, uh, who I was convinced needed a a trip change. That time it was stepping up in trip. The horse was called Juan de Taliban and it ended up r- running really well. I I feel like I'm tr- blowing my own trumpet here, but um, no, it was a good it was a good run. That Street Kid is crying to be dropped in trip here. Uh, the last four times has kind of been leading nicely until the final half furlong and then just capitulating so i'm very happy to see street kid here uh dropped back to six furlongs the trainer kevin philip Art de de hoy de foy i literally can't say that name is tra- <laughs> is trading at 22% which is great daniel Muscat is trading at 21% which is not quite 22%, but it's still good. And uh, I think even though Street Kid is towards the top top of the weights, I don't think that factors as much in a sprint as it does in long di- longer distance races. So yeah, for me, Street Kid at five to one, I think could go off shorter than that. Um, yeah, mm. I think it's
1: value. Yeah, I'd say he's been running against better horses than these as well. Like... Witch Hunter was once a, a listed winner, I think. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, very um, exciting
0: for for Hanan. I remember on debut, um, down at that Newbury meeting, I remember went off a short price favourite, uh, and everyone was piling in.
1: Yeah, D- Dabab as well was always a horse that was quite well, well fancied. Um, yeah. So, so he he's run against better horses basically, um, than than this lot. I'd say. I th- I think on the whole it's quite a weak group two, uh, group two, <laughs> class two. God, um, if there was a group two on Saturday, I'd <laughs> be excited. film, come <laughs> on! Um, but yeah, no Street Kid for me. I-, I like it. I like the angle, and yeah, Tris for for those of you. Well, n- none of you know because <laughs> you don't follow Tris's betting account. But Tris has just set some really good form recently. Um... Outside of the podcast as well And I'm sorry he hasn't shared it all with you guys um, You know But some things we have to keep to ourselves (laughs) We can't be 24-7 though we do try Um, So I'm really trusting Tress at the moment I think he's in a rich vein of form And uh, maybe that's the commentator's curse But let's see (laughs) Let's see if it does uh, end up being
0: a good weekend I'm seriously excited now Uh, Looking forward to going through all of this and getting it out for our listeners, you'll be listening either on Friday or Saturday. Or if you are just kind of like check if the results were actually real or if we were just lying on Instagram when you saw that all won. Uh, <laughs> we can't wait to see what happens this weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Please do book your tickets to our live event if you want to come, if you want to meet us, if you want to meet Jess and our other special guests. Uh, For now, though, that's everything. We'll see you next week. It's a goodbye from
1: me, Tris. And it's a goodbye from me, Charlie.